0: Welcome back to Dear Gabby. Welcome back. Welcome back. I am excited about today's episode. It's a bonus episode that I know you guys are really into these. These are when I take my live talks from the past, sometimes way back in the past, like today, 2017. And I share these live talks with you as a bonus episode. I have been getting a lot of reviews coming in saying that people want more of this. And I'm really excited about today's. This is a talk about how we can release control surrender, let go, and let the universe catch up with our dreams. I know a lot of you might be thinking, yes, that sounds nice, Gabby, but how could I do that? How can I let go? And I know a lot of people in the personal growth space get really annoyed when a spiritual teacher or a therapist or a friend would say, just let it go. (laughs) That's not what we're doing today. I'm going to give you concrete spiritual methods for surrender, for letting yourself off the hook, for allowing a presence greater than you, to come forward. Because when we're in that place of controlling and pushing and forcing, we're blocking. And this is a topic that comes up a lot here on the show. A lot of people come on and they want to ask me, Dear Gabby, how can I get that thing that I need to feel good enough? And my response is always the same. It's about letting go and allowing and focusing on feeling good even when you can't see the result yet. So in this talk from 2017 that I'm sharing with you today, I'm going to teach you exactly how I changed this mindset and transformed my fear into faith helping myself actually through one of the toughest moments in my life. And by that perceptual shift, I was able to surrender fully and let the universe care for me and give me the guidance I needed most. I'm also going to share with you some of my best tips for experiencing more joy in your life, which is really the secret to manifesting. We talk about that all the time, is that joy is the catalyst for all that is good in our life. And when we spiritually surrender through these methods that I'm going to share with you in this talk, then our dreams can really become our reality. Because we step back and we allow. I'm also going to really focus a lot of emphasis on practices for living in the moment so that you can feel more grounded in your body and in your mind. And when we have that grounded, joyful, present state, we're absolutely in alignment with that energy of surrender. And when we surrender, we allow the universe to catch up with our dreams. Enjoy today's show. This afternoon, our lesson is spiritual surrender. Sometimes we learn these things the hard way. And the step really is that when you think you've surrendered, surrender some more. Last year at this time, I actually was towards December. I was here in London and I had made a commitment. I had made a goal. I had made a commitment. I had set an intention and a desire. And it was to get pregnant. And I had a good plan. I had a really solid plan. It was like, I'll get pregnant right away, I'll write my book, I'll cut all my travel plans down, I'll stay at home, I'll go to my country house, I'll work and I'll write, and I'll go to all the great acupuncturists, and I'll eat all the right foods, and it's going to be the perfect plan. It's going to be the most relaxing, mellow pregnancy, and I'm just going to enjoy the whole process. And month after month. I wasn't getting pregnant. And while I had the plan set, I had to keep fixing the plan and editing the plan because it was now another nine months ahead that I had to reschedule and another nine months ahead that I had to reschedule. So each month that I'd get my period, I would start counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Because it was just constantly this next thing that I was chasing was going to be in the way of this thing that I was trying to create. And so I was controlling this. Pregnancy, but all the while walking through life and people were like, oh, so how's it going with your pregnancy? Oh, I'm just consciously conceiving. But really I was consciously controlling something that's completely out of my control and projecting and controlling and projecting and controlling and obsessing. And at the same time, thinking that I was so highly spiritual about all of it, and that I was knowing that my spirit baby was coming to me, but all the while just trying to control the clock and make sure it happened on time. And now you're 36. And now it's another six months later. And now it's another six months later. And it was just this one month after the next counting ahead. And so that was the control bit. But then there is this silent shame that only women who have been in my shoes know what I'm talking about. And there's a silent shame that's unspoken. And it's a silent shame that you carry around and it's a projection that you place upon yourself. I'm not good enough. My body isn't good enough. I might be getting too old. I don't know that I can do this. Or it's a shame like even if I did get pregnant, how could I possibly be a mother and be Gabby Bernstein doing all the things I want to do in the world? And then this shame that it's not coming. A shame that you start to feel projected onto you in many cases. I started feeling the projections of other people placed upon me silently Verbally. Many people would come up to me at my talks and say, I channeled your spirit baby. And I'm just like hearing that you just have a lot of blocks. Never tell anyone that. Don't channel people's spirit babies. Don't tell people you're seeing their blocks. They have people that they'll source for that if they want to. And so I just have this sort of stories coming at me and I'd have people emailing me like, I had a dream that you had a baby. And I'd be like, stop, you know, really what those dreams were while well, maybe they were seeing my sphere baby. It was also projection. A lot of projection onto me, projection, projection. And really, why do we receive projection from the world? Is because we're projecting something onto ourselves. So while I want to say I'm mad at all these people for projecting onto me, it's really just a reflection of the projection I had placed upon myself. So here I am and I'm in this constant, Battle and this search and this silent shame and this story of I'm not good enough, but I'm not speaking it out loud. I'm not talking about it to my husband. I'm just trucking along and holding it together, but still silently counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And just thinking ahead and thinking ahead and thinking ahead. And literally, I replanned everything. I canceled trips, I signed contracts, and I backed out because I want to get pregnant and I'm not going to want to travel at that time. And then the time would pass and I wouldn't have traveled. And I wasn't living my life. I was chasing my life. I was chasing a dream and I came to December 31st, 2015. Here I am. It's New Year's Eve. I go to a dinner party with a lot of my friends from college who rented a house up by me. And many of them live in other countries. They live in Greece and they live in Beirut and they live in London and they live in all these different cities all over the world. So I hadn't seen them in many years. And at this point in their lives, they all had children about ages two and three. So, I show up at the party with my husband, who I'm madly in love with and so grateful to be with my husband in this party. But I see them and they all have their two and three year old children running around. And I see them all in this stage in their life. And I'm not there, I'm behind them. I start silently judging again, you know, different. What are you going to be like? You know, older. And they're going to have kids that are grown and you're not going to be following the path of your friends. And all the stories I start telling myself and telling myself and telling myself. And I wake up on New Year's Day and I get my period. And so this is when I get hit with a ton of bricks. Like here it is, a year has gone by. And I had had this vision of something happening in a way that I had wanted it to happen in a way that I was trying to control and it didn't happen. And I was really upset and I was in a bad form. And I had a friend that was staying with me, my friend Jordan. He looks at me, he's like, what's wrong with you? And I broke down. I broke down and I outed my ego. I said, I'm sad because I've been controlling the outcome of trying to get pregnant and I haven't gotten pregnant yet. Jordan helps me like any great spiritual running buddy will do, just guided me back to seeing the truth and secretly behind the scenes leading me to say all the things I needed to say. And out of nowhere, I say to him, my plan has been getting in the way of God's plan. He looked at me and said, that is it. I walked away. I said, listen, I know I need to spiritually surrender. I'm going to go upstairs and meditate. And I sat down in meditation. I came out of my meditation and I got to my computer and I had finished my book. My book was done. I'm a few weeks away from submitting the book, just putting the finishing touches. And I wrote an entire new chapter in a half an hour. And the chapter is when you think you've surrendered, surrender some more. And that's what I'm going to teach you today because it's a practice that I've been in for 23 days (laughs) and it works. And I feel very different today about my pregnancy that is coming than I did 23 days ago because I've been in this practice, because I've been surrendered to this practice and allowing my spiritual practice to be the lighthouse, not my calendar, not my agenda, not my plan, not my expectations, but my faith. And so each and every one of us has a baby of our own that we want, whether it's a romantic partner or a child or a career change or a health change or a location change or just a feeling of being free. We all want something. But when our plan gets in the way of God's plan, we block the miracles. We block the lessons, we block the assignments, we block the communication, we block the intuition. We block the necessary healing that needs to occur before we get that thing. A lot of times people are like, I need to get this thing. I need to get this thing. Or, I need to get this relationship. I need to get this relationship. But I remember Marianne Williamson always saying, honey, I hope you don't get that relationship. People would be like, why? she be like, you ain't going to keep it. Right? Knowing that if you call something in before you are emotionally, spiritually, and psychically ready that it may or may not be the right time. And sometimes we call it in when we're not emotionally, spiritually, and psychically ready because it's actually God's plan, which is that let's give her that little curveball so she can just hit her knees and learn what to do, right? So it goes both ways. But just trusting that your plan is not the plan. Your plan sucks. Your plan totally sucks. My plan really sucks. (laughs) This episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens. I am pretty sure you've heard about this product because they are just about everywhere. That's how good this brand is. This brand has been around for a long time. I'm really excited that this product has come back into my life in the last few years. It's a product that gives me the insurance in the morning that I know I'm getting all the nutrients I need throughout the day. It's this little green package of AG1, and I'm really, really thrilled to share it with you. Ever since I started using AG1 by Athletic Greens, I've literally taken it every single day. It's all about boosting our energy and helping our immune system, and most of all, which you know I love, supporting our gut health. It also tastes delicious. I start my morning with my AG1 mixture and a cup of coffee, because that's my other ritual, and I feel like I'm starting the day with the most amazing boost of energy, and it's such an easy daily habit. I love that we can have this daily serving that's going to cover all of our nutritional bases and support our long-term gut health with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced ingredients. Each serving costs less than $3 a day. That's not a lot compared to the individual supplements that can add up for a daily habit that gives you a powerful long-term result. If you're looking for a simpler and cost-effective supplement routine, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Gabby. Check it out. I just got back last month from a massive travel excursion. I gave a talk. I was on the road. I was all over the place with my husband and my son. And There's so much on the go when I'm traveling, and I always worry that I'm not going to get the right food, and particularly with Oliver, I'm worried that there's not going to be the food that he wants to eat or that's healthy for him. So I packed up my carry-on bag with a huge, massive pack of Perfect Bars. That's right. I grabbed them out of the fridge. I threw them in a bag, and I said, we are ready for this flight, and Perfect Bars are the best way to keep you energized, feeling satiated, and really to feed a toddler on a plane. Perfect Bars taste incredible. They have this cookie dough-like texture, and they're not chalky, and they don't have any of that weird aftertaste that a lot of protein bars have. In fact, my producer, Josh, has uh, gotten very hooked on Perfect Bars ever since he heard this ad earlier in the podcast. Now he's hooked. They're made with freshly ground peanut butter, organic honey, and 20 organic superfoods. Perfect Bar knows it will be love at first bite, just like it was with Josh. So for a limited time, they're offering you a chance to try their refrigerated protein bars for free. Here's how it works. Sign up for email or text and upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store. And they'll reimburse you for the cost of one bar directly into your Venmo or PayPal account pretty cool, right? All you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com/gabby to get a free perfect bar today. That's perfectsnacks.com/gabby to get a free perfect bar today. Happy snacking. So these are my steps to spiritual surrender and I find them to be very very supportive and I find them to be extremely necessary as we embody these principles in our life and as we start to step out and really show up. want to show up fully. We can't show up with our agenda. We have to show up with grace. My friend Robert Holden picked a card for me this morning and he sent me the card and he said, your card is grace today. So when I said that just now, I felt him and his message, grace. Showing up and living with grace requires spiritual surrender. So the first step is to take your hands off the wheel. Take your hands off the wheel. Another thing that came up in my dialogue with Jordan before I went upstairs to write this chapter was, I said, listen, you know what makes me feel good in this moment to say, if God wants me to be a mother, then thy will be done. Just use me. Show me how you would use me. Stop making me think that I have to be forcing this situation. If you want me to be a mother, then use me as an instrument for thy will. That feels really good. That feels that in itself, that's, that's spiritual surrender in itself. So if you want me to be a lover, then show me how you would use me. If you want me to be a powerful voice through literary world, then use me. If you want me to be an artist, then just use me. Rather than I need, I want, my way, that is not receptive. Does anyone want to be in that conversation with you? No. So why would the universe? The universe doesn't respond to I want, I need, my way. God laughs when you make plans. So take your hands off the wheel. Take your hands off the wheel. Each and every day, just say, how would you use me? How would you use me? That's when some of the most beautiful, treasured gifts in the world are bestowed upon the world. When we say those magic words, how would you use me? I had the privilege of having a dinner at Ms. Oprah Winfrey's house. And she was doing a screening of a series that she shot called Belief. Maybe you saw it on the OWN Network. And she invited some of us to come and watch a screening of it and then come to dinner. And right before we broke bread, she got up on the microphone and she said, listen, I don't know how I did this thing because it didn't make sense logically and it wasn't the easiest thing to do, but I put my own money and my own inspiration. And the way that this happened was because I simply said, God, how would you use me? And this is what God told me to do. She stepped outside logic. It didn't make sense financially. It was maybe taking her away from other projects that she had. She's obviously a busy woman. She didn't have the time in her day, but she said, God, how would you use me? And God said, Go make this film that's all about this series. It's all about the world's religions and spiritual faiths and how it's all one. Pretty good use of Oprah Winfrey. So when we step back and we say, How would you use me? then that's when we become an instrument. That's how she became Oprah. The only reason she is Oprah is because she stepped back and said, Use me. So don't deny your Oprah. Seriously. Don't deny it. Don't deny that force of nature within you that has the capacity to do that type of magnificence, whether it's that type of magnificence in your household, that type of magnificence in your job, that type of magnificence in a public way. It doesn't matter. Just be magnificent. And you become magnificent when you say, how would you use me? And you take your hands off the wheel and say, how would you use me? if I am meant to be a mother, show me how you would use me. It's not on my time. It's not on my clock. There's nothing that I can do except for have a lot of sex and eat good food. (laughs) And that's it. Just use me. So take your hands off the wheel. Recognize how you're controlling. The universe will not take from you what you will not give away. You get that? The universe will not take from you what you will not give away. So ask now, what is it that you've been unwilling to give away? What are the things that you've been unwilling to give away? And are you open to waking up each day and saying, take this, use me. Thy will be done. Thy will not mine be done. How would you use me? I like that metaphor of take your hands off the wheel. Let God be your driver. Doesn't that feel so much better? To be like, I don't have to drive this life. I don't have to run this life. I don't have to push this life. I can just sit back and allow. I can take spiritually aligned actions. And I can show up. The second step is to turn over time. Turn over time. So time is an illusion. Time, right? I'm 36. I'm running out of time. Time, it's nine months from today. I'll be launching a book. Pretty inconvenient time. I'm probably pregnant right now, you know? <laughs> That would be an amazing story, actually. (laughs) All right. So imagine that full circle moment. So all the things that I'm planning and the time I'm controlling, it's just got to turn over time. And so when we're in that story of the projection, where are we? We're in fear, right? Fear is of the future. Fear is in the past. In the present, we're good. In the present, we're in the miracle moment. So how do we turn over the time? We dwell in the miracle of this moment. How many of you are just happy to be here with us today? Yeah, me too. Just be happy in this moment. In this moment, we're good, right? In this moment, there's no yesterday. There's no later. Let's just be in this exact moment. We feel cool. Like We feel connected. We feel present. We feel happy. We feel safe, right? Does our archaic fear matter right here now? All of our projections of what we think we need matter right here, right now? This is what it means to be in the now. That's what it means to just celebrate and focus your attention onto what this moment is and not make it sort of a buzz phrase, be in the moment, but actually be in the moment. I have five more talks in the next three weeks. I've got to submit my book next week. I'm just not there right now. I'm really not. I want to make a baby and I'm not there right now. Right now, I'm birthing this beautiful talk with you. Right? I'm birthing, you're birthing your beautiful truth with me. We're all in labor. When you're in labor, you got to be present, right? (laughs) So let go of time. Turn over time. And the way that you can turn over that time is to dwell in the presence of this moment now. And there's a message that Robert Holden... My favorite interview I've ever done in my life—may go down in history—is my favorite interview. was with Sir Robert Holden. (laughs) He should be knighted. (laughs) So Robert was interviewing me, and we were talking about A Course in Miracles and our shared love for A Course in Miracles. And Robert says, well, what's your favorite lesson in the course? And I said, I think it's 173. The light has come. Light has come. I have forgiven the world. And he went, oh, that's my favorite lesson, too. I was like, no way you know, I have it in my phone every Sunday, it goes off at 11, 11, the light has come. And so Robert goes on to say, you have to really own that message that the light has come. Because a lot of people are in the story of like, the light will come when I have that baby, or the light will come when I meet that man, or the light will come when I get that job, or I make that money, or the diagnosis is gone, the light will come. And his message is, the light has come. It's here now. So if we're going to truly turn over time, we must accept that the light has come, not that the light is coming, not that I'll be happy when the light comes, but I am happy in the light right now. The light has come. Okay. So center into that. What does that mean to you? What does it mean to you to be in that truth of what it is that is the now is this present moment is it's all good right here, right now. And go throughout your moment to moment day. I remember getting back into my hotel room last night and just being like, oh, I love this moment so much. Normally, I would just jump on the computer and get into whatever emails I had to catch up with. But instead, I was like, oh, the bed looks so nice. And it's so nice to be alone. Because sometimes, you know, when you're with somebody all the time, it's like, oh, I'm alone. This is nice. Whatever it was, or I can watch my Netflix or whatever. This is nice. Celebrating those moments, celebrating those moments. And being in that moment of light, not trying to take yourself out of it, not moving out of it too quickly, but being in it. And so you're not going to be in it all day. You're just not. But practicing, stringing together the moments of the miracle mindset, stringing together the moments of light, you begin to live a miraculous life. Let's take a quick ad break. If you're a listener of this show, you probably set some New Year's intentions. If one of those intentions was to eat well, and maybe another one was to save money this year, HelloFresh is here to help you. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstop. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. With over 35 weekly recipes, they have the options you're looking for to help you achieve your health goals. Choose Calorie Smart and carb smart recipes or even customize select meals by swapping protein with sides, upgrading your proteins and adding protein to a veggie dish. I love to mix and match. I am <laughs> the worst orderer at a restaurant, so having the options to move things around is my friend. <laughs> and I love that all my ingredients are pre-set for me and I can still enjoy cooking without all the hassle of having to dig out all of the spices and all of the oils. It's all right there. Come on now. So good. No waste. I love it. And they even have their fast and fresh line of meals that are ready in less than 15 minutes. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Gabby21 and use code Gabby21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Gabby21 and use code Gabby21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Step three in spiritual surrender, giving up the outcome. Mm -hmm. So when we have these goals and objectives, like I said, we're interfering in God's plan. We're interfering in the plan of the universe. So the way that we can give up the goals is by giving up the outcome. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with holding a vision. I'm not going to give up the vision of having a child or the vision of being a mother, but I'm giving up the outcome. And so instead of actually saying, I surrender, I surrender, my actual affirmation is, I'm giving it up. I'm giving it up. And that sounds a little scary. Like, you're giving up? Don't give up. Don't give up, Gabby. Most moms in the room. don't give up. No, I'm just giving it up. Do you understand the difference? And for some reason for me, there's just more power in the affirmation. I'm giving it up than I surrender. I don't know. Maybe I surrender just sounds too much like too pussyfooting for me. Like I am giving it up feels very powerful for me. And it just means I'm giving up the plan. I'm giving up the goals and the outcomes. I'm not giving up on the desire. I'm giving up the plan, giving it up, giving it up. Okay. So instead of focusing on the goals and the outcomes, redirect your focus on celebrating what's already here. So I started to say, okay, I got to stop focusing on all the goals and all the places that I need to get to, to make this baby. But instead I'm going to focus on what I have to celebrate right now. I have this gorgeous marriage that in the last year has undergone a lot of ringing out to get to this beautiful place that we're in today. And I'm going to celebrate this time I have with my husband where we don't have children and just enjoy the moments of this life with him and just enjoy the moments of this time. I'm going to celebrate the love that's within this relationship. I'm going to celebrate the fact that I can get on a plane and go somewhere. I'm going to celebrate the health of my body. I'm going to celebrate the relationships that I have with you people. I'm going to celebrate what I have right now, rather than obsessing about what I think I need. The secret to prayer is to forget what you think you need forget what you think you need and pray for the highest good for all. So the way to let go of the goal, to give up the goal, to surrender to what is right here, right now, is to forget what you think you need and surrender to the prayer of what is of the highest good for all. And that's similar to saying, how would you use me, right? Because if you're asking, how would you use me? It's saying, what is of the highest good? If God wants me to go and do a TV show this year or go and travel some more and next year be a mom. Okay. That's what God wants of me. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Anybody want to get out of the way like this with me? Yeah. You want to get out of the way? Nice. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I was saying to Holly, my girlfriend in the back before I said, oh, I mean, I've got to catch you up with what's going on with my pregnancy. It's like, oh, just wait. You'll hear it on the stage. And she said, oh, you know, if you need anything, please let me know. I can talk to you. I was like, you know, what? actually, Holly, I feel really quite good right now. I'm like, I got this. I don't know that I need to check in. I feel like I'm checked in. <laughs> God's got this. And it's only because I've stayed in these steps every day. And I'm just not getting into the story. I'm just not going to get into the story. And it was great because my brother had a baby a few weeks ago. I'm an auntie. Yeah listen to this Jewish name, Cy Irving Bernstein. (laughs) He's so cute. Cy is a good name. The whole name is quite funny. Cy Irving is just so cute. And he looks like a little old man and he really does. And I know that Cy needs a little cousin and it'll come whenever that cousin's ready to come. And I know intuitively, I know nothing is for naught, right? This whole year, there was so many moments of just hitting my knees, hitting my knees, hitting my knees. This might've been one of the worst years of my life. Not necessarily. I mean, maybe coming down from drugs and alcohol might've been worse, but it wasn't a good year, but I thought it was. Do you know what I mean? I thought that it was like a successful, good year. And it was in many ways, but it was a tough year. It was a tough year of 2015. And I can look back and say, oh, thank you. And thank you for keeping the blinders on. So I didn't know it was so tough while I was going through it. But I came out and I could be. oh, that was pretty tough. I'm done. So I came out and I had to hit my knees that many ways. All of these things had to happen in order for me to be a mother. And I actually wouldn't change a thing. I'm very grateful that nothing happened sooner, even though I had those moments of sadness. So when you land in that place of spiritual surrender, you're good. You don't need a check-in. You're like, I got it. I get it. It's God's plan. It's not my plan. I've taken my hands off the wheel. I've given up time. I've surrendered the outcome. And tomorrow I'm going to do it again. Maybe in a few hours, I'll do it again. And a few hours from there, I'll do it again. And just taking the next right action, taking the next right action. The creation of anything in the world requires your surrender more than anything. It requires your surrender. Somebody said, how do I manifest? And I said, well, be joyful. But there's another step. Be joyful and surrender. And we said that prayer from A Course in Miracles. Those who are certain of the outcome can afford to wait and wait without anxiety. So give it up, give it up. So lean towards joy and you will be led. I went and I did a, a training last, last year, I believe it was, a speaking training. And the teacher said, never speak ever to any audience that isn't your choir. Obviously you guys are the choir. We are in a band, boy band together. But never speak to anyone that's not your choir. And I was like, what do you mean? Aren't I supposed to bring spirituality everywhere? And she was like, absolutely not. And I was like, what are you talking about? This is so crazy. And she said, how does it make you feel when you're sharing your great faith with people who don't share that faith? I said, oh my God, it makes me feel horrible. And she said, exactly. So that calibration, that vibration, that frequency of feeling that horrible is not elevating me and it's not elevating the audience, the group of people that don't believe with me. And so she said, only speak to your tribe because when you speak to your tribe, it elevates you and then therefore it elevates them. We don't have to be anything but joy. We don't have to do anything that does not bring us joy. And those things that we do not want to do, find joy in them. Find joy in them. Joy increases your chances for success, says Robert Holden. Joy increases your chances for success. Joy is the highest calibration, even higher than love. Joy is what you came here for, whether you realize it or not. Joy is what we all want to manifest. So stop trying to manifest the cash, the baby, the money, the husband, the wife, the job. Manifest joy. Manifest joy. Manifest joy. Lean into joy and you will be led. You will be led. Today we activated joy. There's a new energy and there's a new frequency. And this energy and this frequency is vibrating everywhere. Our alpha brainwaves are being picked up by all of those people all throughout the streets. And each and every one of you, when you go home and you walk into that home and you're just in your joy and you are in your light, that joy is going to elevate every being in your home. It's going to elevate every being in your neighborhood, every being in your community. It's just going to bring what we need to bring. And so while we may think that we need to go fight the big fight and spread the message and tell the words and use our language and write our books and get on stages, yes, of course, we'll do that. But most importantly, what we must do as spiritual activists is be in joy. What we must do, that is our mission. What we must do is dwell in joy, be in joy, and trust that joy is what will bring us all that we need to fulfill our function, to fulfill our happiness, to fulfill our lives. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for being with me. That's my hope, and that's my intention for you to so just release the blocks of the presence of joy within you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. made it to the end of this episode that means you're truly committed to miracles i'm really proud of you if you want to get more gabby tune in every monday for a new episode make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the guidance or special bonus episodes your experience of this show means a lot to me so i really want to welcome you to leave an honest review and you can follow me on social media at gabby bernstein and if you want to get in on the action sign up for a chance to be dear gabby live at deargabby.com. see you next week gabby